Hello there, we are back. It is Ronan here at the University of Arizona. And this is Jake from the University of Washington, Seattle. We have another action-packed episode for you guys today. <laughs> We're going to start off by talking about how we choose classes for next year. Ooh, so scary. Action-packed. Action <laughs> action-packed. Choosing classes. Then Shall I start? We're going to move on to how we study. No. Yes, you don't get to speak. Be quiet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we have to go over the schedule so they know what we're talking about, Jake. We've been over this. Uh-huh. 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 So, mm-hmm. okay. So we're going to talk about studying for finals and when they are, how they work, all that funny stuff. And then we're going to talk about MLB opening day. Because we're addicted to baseball. Yes, sir. I watched four <laughs> baseball games totally dis- opening day. Just to- totally disregard that March Madness is happening. Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Or, well, March Madness is over. UConn won. That did? Yeah, UConn won. Well, I don't really care. <laughs> and our viewership just decreased by half. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just all family at this point. <laughs> <laughs> If you are not a family member who watches our show, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, that's a little cry for help there. (laughs) Anyways, let's get into it. Yes, sir. So, wait, we're talking about uh, how we choose classes for next year first, right? Yeah. We're not listening to the schedule. Eh, You know, I sort of have paying attention. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to go first? Sure, why not? All right, sounds good. So at the University of Washington, as if you've been listening to our previous podcast, as you know, we use the quarter system instead of the semester system like a lot of universities use. So that means that before every quarter and like halfway through the previous quarter, that's when you sign up for your classes. So unlike semester universities, rather than applying for my classes for fall quarter now, If I was doing the summer quarter, which I'm choosing to opt out of this year, I would be applying for my summer quarter classes right now, and my registration would be next Wednesday. However, since I'm not going to the summer quarter, that means that I'm going to do my fall applications later. So I can't remember the exact date for when I do my fall applications, but I know that it's sometime during the summer quarter before the new freshmen get to go in and do their own applications. Here, let me look it up real quick. But yeah, essentially we don't apply for our fall classes until the summer quarter has started. Mm, Fancy. So how do you know what classes you have to take? How do I know what classes I have to take? Yes. Um, We have like a, usually each department publishes a list on their website of all the classes you need to graduate. But you can also do this thing called the degree audit in our uh, like degree builder system called My Plan and like our course finder, where you plug in your degree or like you plug in your major and your concentration and your department and your college, and then it just autofills all the classes that you need for it. Now, obviously, it doesn't know the specifics of certain things. Like it knows for my degree, atmospheric sciences with a climate concentration that I need for department-approved electives, 
but the system doesn't know what those department approved electives are. I have to go to the department website to find that. Mm, but it's not too difficult. It's pretty easy, actually. So here in Arizona, we use uh, semesters like normal colleges. <laughs> but uh, so I do have to pick my classes for next semester being the fall semester uh next thursday so april 13th basically the way it mm -hmm. works is that there's a shopping cart so about a month or two before you could even enroll in the classes you could add them to the shopping cart so you could oh. go make your schedule so you can make sure everything fits and all that and then you have to go race on at 6 a.m <laughs> on your assigned day and make sure you get it everything before it's all stolen yeah no, that's of course, the same with us too. It's you lose it. You lose it, and then it's it's really frustrating sometimes. But it's not horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of knowing how to pick classes, I don't know what it's like out of the engineering department. I assume it's something similar. The engineering department, for each degree they offer, we have a four-year plan. And basically mm -hmm. what that plan is, it says, okay, here's every class you need to take. And what semester you have to take them. Okay. And it'll tell you prerequisites. Some of those prerequisites are like special prerequisites. So a passing grade is a D. <laughs> but some of them, like a lot of the math prerequisites, you need a C. So it'll tell you that. Okay. But once you get into the 300 level classes, you have to apply for advanced standing. And that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But so this is just like a... a suggested like if you came in no ap credit and you were taking starting off at calc one yeah and it takes you all through the then there is like i have ap credit i got ap credit for calc one and chemistry mm -hmm. so basically each semester i basically pick two classes from the next semester's schedule and say i'm going to move it to here and I can move them around so I can say, ooh, I don't know if I want to take that hard class with that hard class. Okay. I'd rather, you know, make it a hard and a more easy class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The only tricky thing is that some classes, especially once you get into the 300, 400s, they're only offered in either the fall or the spring. So mm -hmm. what I basically did is I made all the plan and I just picked all the classes, just kind of put them kind of where I thought they would go based off of the four-year plan just moving mm -hmm. a couple classes down a semester based off of my ap credit and i sat with my advisor he said okay uh this class is only in for the fall and you have it in the spring so we're just gonna swap these two and then we did a bunch of times when we had this whole thing set up so now in an excel sheet i have every class i have to take uh, well, asterisks, because there's still the general education classes, which they change every semester, so you have to go look it up when the cart mm -hmm. comes out. And then there's the technical electives, which are at the end, that's senior year, which those are, uh, there's a list of them, but like, obviously I'm not going to go pick my technical, elect technical electives now, that's years from now. Mm-hmm. So, other than the general education and technical electives, I have every class I need to take when I need to take them. 
Oh, that's nice. So it's 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 actually quite simple. Like it's not some fancy electronic tells you your whole plan and everything. But if you know like how to color code things in Excel <laughs> and how to talk to your, your advisor in like 15 minutes you're going to be completely set up. Yeah, that makes sense. So I just looked it up, and my uh, priority registration for fall actually isn't in the summer. It's in May. And for me, since I'm a junior credit-wise, it is, I think, May 12th. Ooh, he got So lucky. pretty soon, actually. I only got a month and a week. Yeah. So for me, I got, like, if I had gotten, like, a little bit higher on one of the social studies tests, mm -hmm. I would have been considered a sophomore going into uh, second semester of freshman year. Yeah. So it, it kind of became a little difficult for me because now I'm trying to get sophomore level classes, but I'm a freshman. So yeah. I got horrible pickings. Oh, that's I don't, sucks. it's kind of unclear because like, it's like 30 for a freshman, 60 for a sophomore, 90 for a junior, 120 senior, whatever it was, or no, sorry, it's 30 for sophomore, then 60 for junior, 90 for senior. But that's for mm -hmm. a 120 degree credit degree program. A lot of the engineering ones are a little bit more than that. They're like 139. So it changes things. So I have to go look up again when it is. But I think when I apply for classes for second semester or sophomore year. So next spring, I should be able to get junior standing. That's nice. That's good. Yeah, because otherwise it would be really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, that would be frustrating. Especially when you're trying to do the high-level courses because that's where you're at. You know? Yeah. Any other comments, questions, concerns before we move on to studying? Um, Not really. Just... You know, just like to note that my registration date for the fall is in uh, a month and a half, but yeah, not much. It's in a week and a half. Ooh. Oh, yeah. actually, a week and two days. Well, best of luck to you, my friend. Yeah, no, it's the same day as a math test. It's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, that's, that's rough. Last time what I did was I stayed up all night. Uh, till 6 a.m. because I wanted to make sure I got in because I knew it was going to be hard because I was trying to get into the sophomore classes. Mm -hmm. But I can't do that this time because obviously I have the math test. And I also like decided to skip my first class. I was like, because I had a few hours till the second one. I was like, no, 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 this is more important. But now I have the test and it's like, well, that's more important. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Alright, studying time. So, studying is very subjective, and it changes a lot depending on who you are, and I think more importantly, what you're studying for, because if you're studying for, like, a history exam, go watch, like, what are those, the YouTube video called, the crash courses or whatever? Yeah, the crash courses. Yeah, no, you might be worth doing one of those versus if you're doing like a math or a science test. You're going to want to do some practice problems. Mm -hmm. So since I am a engineering major, all we have 
is math and science tests. Yeah. Uh, so usually what I go about it is it depends on how comfortable I am with the subject what my, and, like, other factors, like how many other tests I have will kind of depend on how far I go out from it. But usually we have tests, like, every three or four weeks. So I usually don't start really actually studying for a test for until, like, a week ahead of time. Because mm-hmm. there's just too much other work to do, and we're also just still learning more stuff for it. Yeah. Uh, so for physics and math, they're a little bit different. Physics, they actually give us practice problems. Mm-hmm. And they the teacher posts videos showing her how to do the problems. So what I'll usually do is I'll watch her videos. That's usually the last thing I'll do. Because I usually have an hour before the test starts. So uh, the last thing I'll do before I go in is I'll watch her videos on how to do some all. She basically makes a video on how to do every problem we're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'll watch all those things. Okay. I'm doing the problem with her. I understand how she's doing it. All right. I'm ready. Yeah. Before that, it's a mixture of doing homework problems and reading over class notes, like the usual things. Yeah, yeah. If you really don't understand something, definitely go to extra help and office hours Mm because they can be helpful. Uh, And then the one you always go to is if your teacher has it, always go to the exam review session. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those are usually very helpful. Yeah. In terms of finals, uh. It kind of depends on class to class how they work. So for physics, uh, I can tell you what it's going to be like because it's probably going to be basically the same as last year. We're going to go into our lecture hall classroom. They're going to tell us the date. It's either the 7th or 8th of May. Or sorry, the 8th or 9th of May at like 10 o'clock or something. I don't remember when exactly it is. You're going to go in. You're going to have to have your calculator on you. You get a full-page front-and-back cheat sheet, like a regular-sized piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Have all your equations. Usually, I have, like, for more complex problems, but have, like, where you have to derive something. I'll have the ending of the derivation and maybe some steps yeah. and notes just so I can derive it there, but I also know what it's supposed to be. Uh, I... Then you'll have to, when you turn in your test, you're going to probably have to show ID. They were a little loose about it last year in some classes, but they they obviously need to make sure you are who you say you are. Mm -hmm. And you're going to take the test. What's on the test obviously varies a lot by class, so I can't really help you with that. For math, it's something similar, except for what they did last year. I don't know if they're going to do it again this year, is... We were in classes of like 20 to 30 people, mm-hmm. but everybody in math calculus two took their final in the same room, and they had they were in like a giant lecture hall, and they had us each separated. Yeah, that's by the same thing. Class section, you know, you show up at the time, you have all your materials, you take the test. It's not that hard. You just gotta yeah. like make sure you're fully awake, you're fully prepared, and you know where you're <laughs> going. Yeah, yeah. Some of the smaller classes, where it's like there might be only one section, you'll probably just take it in your classroom. You might even take it during class time. Mm-hmm. And some of the more, like the gen eds, 
and like English and stuff, you won't even have a final. You'll have like a final project. Uh, so for English, we have to do a portfolio. Same thing with our the gen ed. So mm -hmm. that's usually what it is. It's either a project or a test, and it, it's not usually. It's the test might be hard, but like understanding how to prepare for it, it's not too complicated. Yeah. And obviously, all the information is posted in the syllabus. Yeah, yeah. So That's how was it like best. for you, Mr. Jake? So for me, because, I mean, obviously it depends on the class, but like usually for as far as my studying goes, for my midterms, it's always going to be a little bit less than for my finals. But yeah, for physics, it's very important to try and study like more for the midterms than you think you have to is even though one of the midterms is dropped and the other one was only worth 20% of your final grade, it's a really good gauge of how well you're doing in physics as a whole and like what you need to work on and study with. Because since there's so much material that when you get to the final, if you haven't been studying for the midterms, it's hard to go back and then study for all the material. You want to really go over the stuff that you've just more recently done, which is more heavily weighted on the final. So by studying hard for the midterms, you're indirectly studying for the final. And because since the last quarter was the first quarter that I did physics, I started like in the uh, electricity and magnetism a, a third of the way through the physics curriculum because I got with the AP credit out of physics one. I didn't know this, so it was very difficult for me. And I ended up having to study an insane amount for the final where like I was studying for the first midterm curriculum as if it was like I was studying for a whole midterm when in reality of the 30 multiple choice questions on the final only like seven of them are on the first midterm but because I don't know what those seven questions are on I still have to you know study for them yeah. but now for this quarter I obviously know how to do that differently and then for the other classes I'm taking this quarter which are oceanography and Egyptology there it's like I do a little bit of studying I do like some review obviously i go through the lecture slides that they give us i if i have any questions i go to office hours i do they give like some short answer practice problems but other than that i don't really do too much for those classes because they're you know not as intense as physics now for physics there's office hours throughout the week the teacher does a exam review before every exam and yeah, so I always go to I always go to the exam reviews. I go to some of the office hours, but not as many as I not all of them, obviously. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I feel like at least last quarter, I definitely studied a lot more than I did the first quarter because I had math and physics at the same time, and Ooh, yeah, that definitely impacted because a lot of what you do, a lot of the way that I was studying for math, which is kind of like how the university structures it is they release tons of old mathematics exams. So what I was doing is I was going through my notes to sort of like get like that base foundation. Then I do a practice exam, go through the notes a little bit more, maybe do another practice exam. And then I would just keep doing practice exams and then looking at the solutions to see little things and then go into my TA, my teaching assistants office hours to ask questions about it. And yeah, that's basically what constituted my math exam, uh, math practice. But I was doing it at the same time as I was doing my physics practice. So that really 
hindered me a little bit because it was just a lot, you know? Yeah, math and physics is a lot. Well, fortunately for me, last year of physics. Hooray. I'm done with I'm done with physics now. Last quarter was my last... I'm math, I mean. Last quarter was my last math. I have to take differential equations next year, and I have to take statics, but statics is not from the physics department. It's from the mm -hmm. civil engineering department, and I've both been told both those classes are not horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. That's should good. be fun. Uh, any other comments, questions, or concerns, Mr. Jake, before we move on to the opening day? I don't know. All I got to say is that I studied a lot <laughs> <laughs> last quarter. I had, like, no life in the second half of the quarter, partly because I didn't study enough in the first half. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I was very busy, like, a couple of weeks ago, just all studying, all work. Yeah, you you gotta like spread out this, especially in the quarter system. You once you get like behind a little bit because you go so fast, you like learn a whole curriculum in ten weeks. It's hard to like catch back up. I mean, I did, yeah. but it was not fun. I feel that. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to opening day baseball. Or really, opening week. We'll say open yeah, week. we'll we'll cover some of the interesting things from the last few days. Mm -hmm. Of course, For sure. You got a couple injuries to talk about. Max Fried came out. Mm. We don't know much about him yet. Yeah. Same thing with Justin Verlander. He's already hurt. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. It, it's actually kind of pathetic. I know. Uh, Anthony Volpe for the Yankees didn't get his first hit the first game, did get it the second game, but mm -hmm. got a stolen base in there, which was nice. Uh, and of course, you have Garrett Cole taking the lead for opening day strikeouts for the Yankees with 12 strikeouts. He struck out the first six. Wow. It's That's good. Aaron Judge, of course, first ball he sees, he hits a home run deep to center. Mm -hmm. So we're expecting another 75 homers this year. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if that – that might be a little crazy. <laughs> uh, other big things, uh, Orioles and the Red Sox, those were some slugging games. It, I didn't actually see – I didn't actually see those. Uh, the Orioles, like – Went up early, and Adley Rushman went like five for five. Yeah, he had five hits. Then the Red Sox brought wow. it back, and the Orioles ended up winning. Uh, let's see. Oh, Phillies Rangers. Degrom for his outing for Philly, gave up five runs. Philly had a five-run lead, and then managed to give it up. <laughs> Eleven Dude, runs. Gregory Soto for the Phillies now has an infinite ERA. A what? Infinite. Infinite ERA? Yeah, he got no outs. It's infinite. Oh. <laughs> oh that's hilarious. Uh, Blue Jays, Cardinals. Uh, another big slugging game. Finishing Ted 9 Blue Jays. Here's a big one. The Astros lost. I will be very happy anytime. Oh yes. The Astros mm -hmm. lost. Lost three two to the White Sox. 
It's always good when the That's Astros always lose. good. The Padres lost to the Rockies. They actually took the series, lost two out of the three games to the Rockies. Really? So uh, Were they in Colorado? Uh, No, they were in San Diego. Wow. So every, a couple of guys here gave me some flack for making fun of the Padres' chances and... Well, they're clearly not as perfect as everyone makes it out to be. Yeah. Of course, you got the Angels somehow found a way to lose to the A's, though they've made it better over the last few games. Mm-hmm. And the Mariners won their only game they've won so far. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the Mar- I was at the uh, so I was at the Mariners game last night, as I told you, with the uh, Angels. The uh, the Angels. And I'm looking on the scoreboard, and I'm like, you know, we're five games into the season. You know, I get it. It's only five games. But I kid you not, there are only five Mariners players that have averages over zero. Every single other one has not got – only five players have gotten hits. And, you know, last time I checked, and you don't hit the baseball, you can't win the game. Yep. You know, just saying. That's... And to be fair, one of those players only has a .059 average, so that's not really not really too much. He's got, like, one hit. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what that means. On yeah. uh, Saturday's games, there are some interesting Saturday games, actually. Mm. Uh, of course, the Phillies got completely destroyed by the Rangers again, losing 16-3. to that's crazy. Zach Wheeler got lit up. Of course, we got the Yankees-Giants game. Some of mm-hmm. the worst umpiring calls yeah, I sure, think I've sure. ever seen. Mr. Yankees are always right, fan. Then Michael King somehow gave up two runs on two balls hit less than 50 miles an hour in the infield mm-hmm. due to some questionable defense. And then there was Giancarlo's double play. Which, when they showed it on the replay, it made it look pretty... It was interesting. Uh, second baseman looked uh, just a little bit off the bag. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he was crazy off the bag. Like it, He was legitimately, like it looked like a little bit off the bag. Mm-hmm. And then the Angels decided, you know what, we're going to torch the A's because they're the A's. They won 13-1. to that's crazy. The Orioles and the Red Sox kept up their slugfest, uh, an eight-nine game. So wait, I forget who who won that one again. Uh, that one was won by the Red Sox. Mm, yeah. Oh, also by the way, I just want to point out Cincinnati. You know, write it down. Cincinnati is in first place. <laughs> the Reds are in first place. First time for everything. Of course, the biggest news of them all. That's kind of funny. Uh. Rangers swept the Phillies. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else to say about that other than it's really funny. I would love it if the Rangers were good this season. That would just be funny. Yeah, Astros fourth place team. Angels yeah. first place team. Rangers well, second in... place. Yeah. Hey, technically the Angels and Texas are in second place after four games. That's true. And then, uh, any other big... Oh, yeah, there was the Mets embarrassing 10 nothing loss. 
Oh, and to the Brewers. They're losing, they're losing 5-0 to the Brewers at the moment. The Brewers have looked nasty. I know. Like, it's actually kind of crazy how good they've looked the last few games. It was crazy. In the game, uh, the 10-0 loss, by the eighth inning, the, uh, the Mets were just like, Buck was just like, ah, we're just giving up. Mm-hmm. So he, like, put out Luis Guillorme, who's a third baseman, to pitch because, like, he pitched in the, uh, I think, a minor league at some point. And uh, Luis Guillorme actually pitched better than, like, uh, the reliever before him. I can't remember who it was, where he let one man get on base and then he got uh, two pop flies and then a ground ball to get out of the inning. <laughs> got him to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, he was better than the bullpen and he wasn't even in it. We got another Astros loss alert, losing mm-hmm. a game to the Tigers of all people. They lost to the Tigers last night too, right? Yeah. Well, like that's what I'm talking about. They lost to the Tigers last yeah. night. Yeah. Oh yeah. In extra innings, went all the way to the eleventh inning. That's crazy. Got kind of lucky that they even were in the extra innings because of Jordan's three-run homer. Mm-hmm. So, the Tigers got swept, and then proceeded their next game. They beat the Astros in extra innings. That's crazy. Kind of funny. The mm-hmm. Angels also played last night. Yep. They uh let Trout walk know. four times. Eh. It was interesting. Otani with a I homer. Know. Solid I win. Game. I watched it. I watched it happen. No I, way. Uh, I, bur- I buried my uh, face in my hands as I watched Otani hit that <laughs> two-run homer, extending the lead from four to seven. <laughs> or four to six, I should say. Oh, my God. Uh, Yankees absolutely destroyed Philly 8-1 last night. Of course, now we're losing 4-0, but it's okay. We'll fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. Nestor on the mound, of course. Looked great. Only gave up one run in five innings. Hmm. But then I guess that kind of moves on today. I mean, there's not much to talk about. All the games are in progress. Yeah, I don't have any finished yet. I don't know. Uh, the closest is the... Oh, wait, hold on. There is one that finished. The Diamondbacks beat the Padres 8-6. And Miami oh. beat uh, the Twins one uh, nothing. So now I believe there is no longer any undefeated teams. Uh, Tampa Bay is undefeated. Uh, I, uh, well, I mean, I don't think they're going to be undefeated for long. They're losing. Oh, who are they losing? Who are they playing? Uh, where is Tampa? They're losing 6-4 to the Nationals in the top of the eighth. Mm. It's possible. They actually, might come back. They might come, they back, might come back. back. Yeah. Yeah, they're still undefeated. So if they lose, that'll be the last undefeated team. Yeah. Uh, Any other interesting things to point out? I don't know. Not really. I mean, it's definitely been some of the best baseball I think we've seen in a while. Yeah, I definitely could. I definitely could feel last night. The game just flowed better with the, especially with the new pitch count. Mm-hmm. It was just nice. And there's been a lot more like runs. You know, we're not seeing a lot mm-hmm. of pitching duels, which I kind of like. Like pitching is important, but seeing a slugfest is just more interesting. It is, yeah. It's uh, better baseball. A hundred percent. Of course, we got MVP candidate Joey Gallo launching three home runs the last few games. 
he is a beautiful man who I believe is going to win the MVP. You hear it here first. Joey Gallo, MVP'd. All right. Sounds good. Whatever. <laughs> he is 1169 OPS. That's nice. That's, that's, that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Well, I think that is going to do it for this episode. A shorter episode today. But you know how it is. We talk until we have nothing to say. We have nothing to say. The episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's usually how uh, conversations work. No, we will drag this on <laughs> like a bunch Forever. of moms at uh, a, a restaurant. <laughs> dear God. Did you want to ask the salt and pepper there, dear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just talking about something. When your mom says it's time to go. And then you get all ready, and then she proceeds to have another two-hour conversation with somebody else. It's just standing uh-huh. at the door. You know that feeling? I know, I know. <laughs> well, that's it for today. Uh, if you liked this podcast, continue following the podcast so you could let me know whenever we upload. So right now, it mm-hmm. seems like Tuesday afternoons Pacific time is kind of where we're going to be hanging. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, uh, socials are linked below, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye-bye.